Dave Ramsey calls infinite banking a scam, I give my initial reaction to his video. Um, and the reason I'm popping in here is we've been asked to do a more in-depth deep dive of not just this video, but some of his other videos when he addresses life insurance. And quite frankly, do a video that addresses some other financial gurus that um, say some really negative things about life insurance and the people selling it. So stay tuned. If you're not subscribed to my channel, make sure to subscribe. Watch out for that video. Without further ado, here's my initial response to Dave Ramsey. Jason is with us in Detroit. Hi, Jason. Welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll realize real quickly that I'm not in my studio. Um, but this is going to be a special episode based off of Dave Ramsey's um, video they dropped on why infinite banking is a scam. And uh, overall, I've had people that have read my book people in our community and people that teach infinite banking or financial planners wanting to get my thoughts on it because um, Dave Ramsey is very passionate. He's very, um, very confident in what he's saying. And I think it's it's sometimes helpful, especially if you're in the market of, of thinking about if is, is infinite banking or this concept or strategy right for me. Like, like I'm watching this video from Dave Ramsey and he's almost making it sound like you are the scum of the earth and you're an idiot if you do something like this. And I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. And so I hope that this video will be super helpful. For those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Caleb Williams. I'm the founder of a company called Better Wealth. Uh, we're a better alternative to financial planning in that we want to educate, we want to coach. We have financial models not based on a single strategy, based on like money coming in, where, what are you spending, what are you saving, what are these savings doing for you. Um, we're very big on strategies to help you accomplish a result. Um, ROR, instead of rate of return for us, stands for return on result. Our clients want to live intentionally, and we want to help them accomplish that by taking their time, their money, and their abilities and making it um, really setting up their life in a way that they can accomplish that. So um, we are a big fans of helping people take some of their money or a portion of their portfolio and put it towards an overfunded, key words here, overfunded life insurance contract. Um, that is whole life, a dividend paying. And you'll see Dave Ramsey's um, not a huge fan of dividends. Um, but we do that because it helps them get a result. It might help them be more in control of their money while they're in accumulation. That's very much what my book is all about. It's how to save your money, but also be able to use it, whether it's investing in your business or other things, or helping them maximize their cash flow in retirement. Because a lot of people are investing or saving, but I haven't seen Dave Ramsey talk about distribution or income strategies. And there's actually an, an art and a science to maximizing and creating more certainty in retirement. And a lot of times it's using actuarial science, which life insurance, if set up and used properly, can enhance other investments. With that, what, we're, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna jump into his video. I'm gonna comment as we go because I just want to address every every point as I as I kind of watched it the first time I was like okay if if I was along with Dave Ramsey this is what I would be saying I also want to say this overall I am a big Dave Ramsey fan now I know I know some people in our community or some some of my colleagues might freak out by that I think what Dave Ramsey's doing is overall very very good for our country and for people if you look at the average American if you look at the average person in general, they're broke, they're not saving any money, they're up to their eyeballs in debt, and they need to be told to have a budget, they need to be told to stop spending money, they need to be told to cut up their credit card. And so we have to understand that Dave Ramsey is talking to a certain group of people. He's talking to the people that need to be encouraged, and quite frankly, he's doing a phenomenal job with that. But 
when you're in a space, you need to be consistent. You need to be consistent with your seven baby steps and you can't deviate. So for instance, are credit cards good or bad? For a lot of people, credit cards are terrible. For some people, it can be a form of efficiency. Is debt good or bad? For some people, debt is the reason why they're in trouble. For others, it's the instrument to help them um, create certain wealth. Same thing goes with, is life insurance good or bad? I will say this on record, that infinite banking and life insurance, permanent life insurance, is probably not for the masses. And, and we as a company don't even help people do this if they don't have a certain amount of money because it's just not in their best interest. So for us, 96 or 97% of people shouldn't do this strategy. Okay, so that, that tells you that I'm not saying, I'm not endorsing infinite banking, I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world, but I do think it could be a powerful strategy if set up and used properly for the person that wants to get the right results. So with that, with you knowing my biases, let's jump into the video. I had a question for you. Um, I've been working with a financial advisor who's given me some advice and I follow the show. I'm on baby step seven currently, um, but he presented me with an idea that was a little outside the box. And I have term life insurance. I've been anti-whole life. But he presented me with this infinite banking concept. Jesus, you're um, kidding me. Money. Yeah, I have excess money in a savings account and looking to rebalance my portfolio to get it to work a little bit harder. Wow. But my risk tolerance is a little bit low. And he showed me how you can do this where you overfund the whole life policy. Yeah. You can access the money. You break even in year seven, and then yeah. the dividend outruns what you put into it. Yeah, it's a it set. doesn't seem like a terrible idea in that regard, but I just wanted your your take on yeah. why you know that might not be the best. Well, all right. So already, Dave is very irritated, and you can see right right from his body language and from um, his words that he's like, "Wow, this guy is ripping you off." Even if you, uh, Jason, who actually explained you know overfunded whole life, he you know break break even in year seven, which. Um, may or may not be a good fit. I don't know what the design was like. Um, what, what I find super fascinating is Dave Ramsey's gonna go right into attack mode and he knows nothing about Jason's situation. Knows, is he, how, like, what is his investment strategies? Where is he at in life? What is he trying to accomplish? He, he knows none of that. So it's just, it's very interesting how Dave Ramsey can go, go jump right into an attack. And of course he can do that because in his book, he sees, he, he really sees one answer here. The, the problem is that you, where it gets confusing it, is that, um, God, he's selling a dividend. A financial advisor? Is this, a, this is an insurance guy. Well, he's, he's both. They have, you know, it's one of the bigger companies. Um, they yeah, like have Northwestern a, Mutual or Prudential. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's an insurance guy. He's not a financial advisor. Okay. I was about to okay. say. So, because those are both mutual companies. Now, there are two types of life insurance companies, mutual and stock, okay? Likely okay. you bought your term, unless you bought it from him, from a stock company. A stock company, stockholders own the insurance company. A mutual company, which is Prue and Northwestern State Farm is mutual, is the policyholders are actually the stockholders, okay? Okay. Yep. So, when... The company makes a profit, the policyholders receive a dividend, as if they were a stockholder and received a dividend. Does that make sense? 
All right, so up until this point, Dave Ramsey is pretty accurate in everything that he's saying. He's talking about the difference between a stock company and a mutual company. The biggest difference is stock companies, the profits go to stockholders. And so when you look at like Warren Buffett and other people that have made a lot of money, they're owning a big chunk of stock companies because as we'll see later, Insurance companies can be very profitable, um, and then mutual companies, the, the profits go back to their policyholders. So it's kind of the difference between a bank and a credit union, and those, that's, that's really the biggest difference. The other thing that I'll, I'll just find uh, fascinating is um, Dave Ramsey, who knows a ton about life insurance apparently, um, is saying that Prudential is a mutual carrier. Prudential is not a mutual carrier. They were at some point, but they, um, I think in 1915, switched over to a stock company and are traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Yep, yep. Now, follow the math here. If you are the owner of the company and you're also the customer of the company and the only place the company gets money is from the customers that are owners and they give you money from a profit, by definition... That means it's because they took too much from you as a customer. There wouldn't have been a profit otherwise. Okay. So the IRS has deemed, consequently, that mutual life insurance company dividends are not dividends in the true sense of a dividend, that instead they are, and this is the IRS's language, they are instead a refund of a deliberate overcharge. So they overcharge you in order to give you some money later to make you feel like you're making money off of them. And it's absolute hogwash. It's a pass-through. Mathematically, it's a pass-through. It's, ha it's the way it has to be. It's the legal definition of the freaking company, and the IRS says so. All right. Again, Dave Ramsey is having a half-truth here as it relates to the dividend. So the dividend is a return of premium. That, that's actually beneficial because it's not taxable. It's one of the only setups that a dividend you don't have to pay any taxes on. Um, so it's actually tax-free. Now, a dividend is made up of the profits of the company. Now, the profits of the company could be from, you know, over, quote-unquote, overcharging on on a life insurance premium. But you also have to look at, a lot of these mutual companies have other divisions, like disability, term insurance. Some people have a whole stock portfolio and they can manage people's money. And all those profits go to the company, which get passed down to who? That's right, the policyholder. Also, the one of the biggest, largest owners of capital is insurance companies. If you look at any skyscrapers, they're either owned by two people, banks or insurance companies. So what are insurance companies doing with the billions of dollars that they have? They're investing it. What are they doing with the money that they've invested? They're number one, making sure that they can be cover all the claims and, and make their promises. But number two, they're passing that down to the policyholders. And so when we just say, Dave Ramsey makes it sound like the dividend is just a return of premium and it's some Ponzi scheme here. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, and it's, and it's, it's shocking because if you look at uh, banks and, and a lot of the wealthy own life insurance and it's not, they're not doing it because of they're dumb, they're doing it for a reason, they're trying to accomplish a result. And so again, um, just because it's quote unquote a return of premium doesn't mean it's it's just they're just take overcharging you and paying that back. The other thing is when you start doing this for a while, you will see that the dividend is larger than your than your premium altogether. Like that's very common. And so is that does that how does that work? You you pay in X and you get X, Y, and Z. 
well, it's again, it's it's one of those things where it's just a it's just a form of the insurance company continuing to pay you um, and, and you not having to pay tax. So, yeah. Yep. The thing I didn't love is, you know, you when you take the money back, you basically are paying an interest rate on it. But exactly. And are, who, whose money are, is this? Right. That you're right. borrow you're borrowing your own money and you're paying them interest. Yep. This is so infinite banking for them. Again, Dave Ramsey is absolutely wrong here. He he made the comment, "You're borrowing your own money." Who is this? Is this infinite banking for them? You're not borrowing your own money. Maybe Dave Ramsey should read my book, The And Asset. You're borrowing against your money while your money's continuing to grow tax-free without losses, fees, and and without interruptions. So you get you get an asset that's gonna continue to grow for the rest of your life and not just not just the growth, but show up in a powerful way in, in the future while still having access to capital, um, in some cases, less than 5%. So you're not borrowing your money. This would not make any sense. Uh, it would mathematically make sense if you were borrowing your own money and paying yourself back. You're borrowing against your money, giving you tax-free access to money while your money grows tax-free, and you'll ultimately get to pass on that money to the next generation tax-free as well. It's, it's actually an amazing thing, and, and this is probably one of the most misunderstood concepts as it relates to infinite banking. Yeah. Yeah, the infinite banking yeah. concept is is old school, whole life, done poorly. You need a real financial advisor, not an insurance broker that's trying to sell you a load of manure. And so, yeah, the other thing is, is that your cash values that are sitting there all die with you. So whatever cash you put into this is equal zero at your death because they only pay the face value. Prue does not have a policy. Northwestern Mutual does not have a policy that pays more than the face value except Universal Life Bs, which are not in infinite banking products. And Universal Product B is where they charge more than they usually charge, which basically buys the insurance so they can still keep your money. Is the way the math actually works on this. All right, again, Dave Ramsey is wrong on this. He, he talks a lot in other videos about the insurance companies stealing your money, they stealing your cash value. And this is something that a lot of people have questions about because this they... They, they watch Dave Ramsey's videos and say, Caleb, like the company steal my money. In typical old fashioned whole life, where you have a base premium and you have a base death benefit, there's some truth to that. So you put in your base premium and, and you could be chugging along and it, there's really no cash value in the first couple of years. And then year 20, you have your cash value. And if you pass away, the death benefit, let's say it's a million when you start, could very well stay a million. So in that case scenario, Dave Ramsey is correct. Majority of policies, like I've never sold a straight up base contract like that. Majority of, of policies, especially used for infinite banking, are overfunded. They're overfunded either using two things, a, ter a term rider and a paid up additions. Paid up additions is essentially you're buying individual portions of life insurance at one time um, and think of it as Lego blocks, like adding to the death benefit. And so if you look at an illustration each year, your death benefit is increasing more than the cash value. So is it true that you don't get to keep your cash value when you, when you pass away? Absolutely. But is it also true that your death benefit is greater than when you started? Yes. And in most cases, it's higher than the amount of money that has been in the cash value. So so is Dave Ramsey uh, very misleading here? I would say so. And if he looked at a properly designed um, banking policy, he would notice that the death benefit in some cases could be double, triple than when you first started because of the paid up additions riders. So you're dealing with one of the most expensive 
insurance products in the marketplace, if you're dealing with either one of those two companies, I would stay completely away from both of them. They're, um, everyone in the financial field except people that work for them, we all think they're a joke. All of us. Anyone who's academically trained or has any kind of CFP or anything else, when, they, when someone says they work for Northwestern Mutual, we just kind of laugh and go, yeah, right, you screw people every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, dude, you need to get away from them, and you need to go get a real financial advisor that can help you do some real investing that takes into consideration your low risk tolerance. Low risk tolerance does not need to lead you to losing your money 100% of the cash invested at death. So Dave Ramsey makes pretty much the statement that if you are a CFP, if you're in the doing the right thing for your clients, if you're a fiduciary, if you're a smart person in general, you won't touch life insurance with a 10-foot pole. And, and again, like that could, couldn't be more further from the truth. Um, the, one of the people that I had on my podcast recently was Dr. Wade Fowle who's written many books on retirement planning. He's not in, an insurance person. He's a researcher and is one of the leading researchers when it comes to retirement income distribution, trains a lot of financial planners. Um, in fact, a lot of people that have a CFP have taken Wade's courses um, and, and he's a big fan of using life insurance in a proper way. Not necessarily in an infinite banking way, but he uses it in an income retirement planning way. I've also learned from people that, like Jason Sanger, who's who's designed um, a software called Wealth Building Cornerstones that talks about how one could use life insurance and actuarial science for income planning. And he has academic backing and, and resources to back that up. I've had him on my podcast. I've had Todd Langford on my podcast, who's, who's had the um, calculator system called Truth Concepts, which is just a mathematical breakdown of, of money. I've had Dave Anderson, who's one of the smartest guys I know as it relates to money. And all these people don't just have opinions, but they have um, models, calculators, software to back up what's actually going on. And you'll find that people that are well-researched do can take a step back and say, are we looking for a result or are we taking what a pundit is going to say about my money? That's a bad risk tolerance thing. So you need to move on, dude. You need to move on. But because the, the and the whole thing of the dividends are paying for it is such a joke because the dividends are the refund of a deliberate overcharge. So who's paying for it? If you were getting dividends from a, if you owned Home Depot stock and you got dividends from that, then Home Depot's making a profit. But right. they're making a profit off of their customers. Yes. And I'm the owner yeah. of the investment. I get that dividend. That's different That's than if I am the customer and I'm the stockholder. Thereby, the only way I made a profit was off of me. Myself. So I pay you an extra 100 bucks, and then you give me 70 of it, and I'm supposed to feel great about that. Right. Yeah. So that's what this amounts to. And so you guys are working with State Farm, when you get your little dividend check, that's what it is. It's the refund of a deliberate overcharge. <laughs> IRS verbatim says that. Yeah. And that's why you don't get taxed on it. If you get a dividend on Home Depot stock, you get taxed on it as income because it's real income. You really made an investment, and then you really made an income. So that's what's going on with that stuff. And so do not buy anything in the life insurance world based on dividends. Again, I think Dave Ramsey forgets that these are massive companies that are invested in real estate in long-term investments and are the backbone of what this economy is built on. I think sometimes we can forget that. And 
And so that's that's all I want to say. And I, I also think if you look at where banks are putting their tier one assets, where a lot of corporations are putting their money, where the ultra wealthy are doing, like why would they be touching life insurance if it was such a terrible thing? And then why is insurance companies actually investing? So he, he, so he makes the difference between Home Depot, a dividend, is they're actually making a profit. Well, insurance companies can make a profit too. The difference between a stock company is those profits go to the, to the stockholders and the mutual companies, the profits go back to the policyholders. Well, if insurance companies were such a bad investment, why would people buy their stock on the stock exchange? Just a, just a thought to think about. Uh, you look at the price, look at the structure of the policy, and uh, you'll usually find that mutual uh, companies, by the way, are the higher priced. Yeah. So when you go to a quote service, like a Xander Insurance, and you get quoted on term life insurance, you're going to find no mutual companies in the 42 different companies that they give you a quote from yeah. because they're not no. competitive. That's it. Why? Because they charge more so they can give some of it to you back later and make you feel like that you got something. <laughs> Okay, again, Dave Ramsey is misleading here. He's pretty much saying that no mutual companies can be competitive with term insurance quotes because of, of how they do pricings and dividends. So number one, if you do term insurance, you don't get a dividend. And number two, there are a couple mutual companies that are very competitive and in some cases um, are a better option because they give you more options when it comes to a, a potential conversion in the future. That's really what it amounts to. And that's why you won't find them. They're not competitive. Yeah. Dave, you, you fired up about this one. Man, I tell you what, <laughs> pisses me off. Infinite banking my butt. Uh, oh, oh, okay, Dave. Infinite banking is for them. Yes. The only listen, the only thing you that, that agent has for his whole life is a need for your commission to be paid to him. Absolutely. That's the only whole life thing that is involved here. Uh, the, this these products are horrendous. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it's bad enough when they feed on the middle class, but that guy's a baby step seven, man. He's probably a millionaire. Yeah. And, and, and they create such a jumbled word picture that you can't cut through the BS. I also just want to point out, he, he mentions this guy's probably a millionaire. It's ironic because he doesn't know anything about the gentleman that called in. And the other thing that I want to say is, is he's right. Majority of, of middle class um, people that are just scraping by, infinite banking may or may not be a good strategy for them. It really depends on how you're going to invest and if controlling money throughout your life is an advantage or, or a disadvantage because there's some that it's actually a disadvantage to control capital. Um, the other thing that I want to say is the difference between commission and a fee. Think about it. Um, a fee, a 1% fee over a lifetime can be far greater than a, than a commission up front. What's ironic is when you design policies like the Ambassador Infinite Banking the correct way, a lot of times you're cutting your commission by one-fourth or one-fifth to set it up properly. And so again, it's like, yes, there's a commission, but it's significantly different. And if you look at it over the next 30 years, fraction of what people are making when they're uh, investing your money and getting a 1% for assets under management. I smell Smells, a rat. Yeah, something's not right. Something be wrong and with I, these people. I ran. This deal is there. I can't put my finger on it, yep. but this deal is bad. Yes. And you ended up in another deal. There's a much better deal because you listened. Even though you couldn't logically explain it, you could listen to your heart. Absolutely. Yep. Listen to the bell when the bell rings. Woo. It's called the Holy Spirit. Yeah, thanks. This is the Dave Ramsey Show. Again, I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey. I think Jason, he's it, I think he's doing a lot of things good for our country and for people. I just when he get, takes such a strong approach and doesn't know anything about infinite banking and yet he knows enough to um, just really make 
making you look like a scumbag if you're in the business and you mention life insurance. I just wanted to be put on record for having having a video that kind of goes through this. If you want to learn more about this concept, if you want to learn more about the and asset, uh, a couple things. I have a book. It's called The And Asset. I would highly recommend you get it. Um, I also have a lot of content on my podcast on YouTube that breaks down different strategies. And I'm not saying that this is for majority of people. In fact, we as a company have taken a stand and said, majority of people probably shouldn't do this. Just like Dave Ramsey speaking to the majority of people that should be cutting up their credit card, this is not a get rich quick scheme. This is not a, um, this will make you rich. Um, this can be, it comes down to efficiency. And it can be in a very efficient tool, especially if you think taxes and control are something that you want, like if you want to pay less in taxes and if you want more control, it could be a phenomenal thing to have as, as a, a foundation of where your wealth is at. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.